Well, thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host and the author of the piece you're going to hear, The Grey Knight. How y'all doing? You doing okay? I hope you're closing out this month feeling pretty damn good. Let me just tell you, sometimes I feel like I'm the death of TV shows. Like, if I really like a TV show that's on right now, it's going to get canceled. That's just how it works. I talked about how much I loved Raised by Wolves. I talked about how much I loved, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of that one? Made for Love. Uh, I talked about how much I enjoyed the sci-fi renaissance and all these TV shows going hardcore into sci-fi. And then, boom, the HBO Max Discovery merger comes and it destroyed everything. So normally, I feel like I'm the death of a, of a really interesting TV show. <laughs> and, and that's just that. Uh, so today, it is my honor to announce a TV show that's really interesting. But it's already dead. It's already canceled, so I can't kill it. And I think it's uh, very relevant uh, to, my, to my audience. It takes place 200 years ago. The name of the show is called Gentleman Jack. And I really had barely ever heard of this one. Ali informed me of it, and then I got around to watching it, and I was like, holy shit, holy shit, this is amazing. It's great. It's really interesting. So the premise of Gentleman Jack is it's a quote-unquote noble woman, like a Down Abbey-level noble, but again, a century earlier. And she's just, uh, she's, uh, she's a lesbian, for one. Let's just get that out of the way. She's not bi. She's not curious. She's a lesbian. And in addition to that, she is very informed, headstrong, uh, uh, world-traveled, experienced. Uh, so she's got all that going for her. And she's terrible. She's a terrible, awful, no-good person. But this is a great story to put her in because she's a lesbian woman in the early 1800s. But wait, there's more. And... She decides to get into the incredibly easy, fun, laid-back business of coal mining. Yes, right before the Industrial Revolution, right when coal's becoming really, really valuable, she decides to get involved in the coal industry, uh, which is, of course, going to go super well for a lesbian woman in the early 1800s. That's Gentleman Jack. That's the first, like, 90 minutes of Gentleman Jack. And here's the thing. You hear that, and you're like, I wonder what kind of show it is. And I pondered this myself, and here's why I feel like everybody should watch this canceled show uh, if you're bored and you want 20 episodes of something. (laughs) The show is brilliant. It's 50% Downton Abbey, all right? There's plenty of like, but who will run the farm? But the farm, Papa! The farm! Who will run the farm? And all that bullshit, right? On Downton Abbey, like, like, you know, ooh, is he a noble? Is he a noble birth? Ooh, there's all that shit like there is on Downton Abbey, okay? Which gets long in the tooth, all right? I can see why Matthew needed to be killed off. I get it. How many times do you want to argue about the barn? How many times? Apparently, if you hear Bonnerit, uh, (laughs) the answer is, as long as they'll pay you, baby. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen any of the movies I love the show I love the show and I watched it all the way until Paul Giamatti was on it That's right, Paul Giamatti And I said, okay, it's not going to get any better than this 
<laughs> I watched until Shirley MacLaine and Paul Giamatti were on Downton Abbey. Yes, that's true. That does happen. And then I said, it's not going to get any better than this. And I tapped out. And I have no regrets. I don't care what the final resolution of these assholes are. So it's 50% Downton Abbey, right? 40% Deadwood. Ah, yeah. See, unlike Downton Abbey, which is all like, ooh, look at the injured guy with his legs. Uh-uh. This one's like, ooh, look at somebody get injured. And then look at them not have a Mr. Bates-style existence. No, 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 no. You get, you, like even Mad Men. <laughs> I can't stress enough that there's a, there's a very minor plot point in Mad Men in the 1960s where somebody loses a leg and everybody acts like they're dead. So fuck you, Mr. Bates. Absolutely not. I don't care all the fucking strings that they pulled to be like, Ooh, he was his first gentleman in the... Fuck that shit. You can't fucking walk up and down the stairs with a gimp leg. You're not gonna be a footman. Come on, Downton Abbey. Come on! <laughs> so it's got a lot of dead one in it. And it's got the, the portion of dead one in it that's important. Because there's kind of like boring aspects of Deadwood where people are like, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you next week on Deadwood. It's like, they're not gonna shoot each other. They're the main characters. Fuck you. But like, occasionally someone would be like, I discovered a gold mine and I'm one of the secondary characters. And then everything that like spirals out from there is just amazing. That's why Deadwood's a good show. Uh, so you've got that, except instead of being uh, a coal Oh, sorry, a gold rush, like in Deadwood, uh, it's a coal rush. And instead of it being the lawless outlands uh, of a non-territory, of just uh, a, a technical non-space, according to the American government, when, the, when Deadwood takes place, it's very much the cloistered, Anglo-Saxon, ooh, is that what you're wearing to the reveal, kind of social moray uh, going on. And... It works very well because, of course, she's a lesbian woman. She's a lesbian businesswoman who knows about interest rates, who doesn't just say the word usury but knows what it is. And so all the mores and all the social fabric trying to tell her what to do and her fighting against it, it makes you root for the bad person. She's not a good person. And then it's 10% Mr. Robot. Now, obviously, it's in the early 1800s, so don't expect her to pull out, like, you know a laptop or anything and start being all like, I have to use the source code or anything like that. No, there's no software engineering. That's not the 10% that's Mr. Robot, because of course the hacking of Mr. Robot's stupid and insane. Uh, that's not why people watch that show for four years. No, it's 10% and the best 10% of Mr. Robot because it just takes what she's thinking and feeling. The, the whole show is based on a real woman and her real diaries. It takes what she's thinking and feeling, and they play with it so well because she'll just sometimes look to the camera and give you 90 seconds of what she's thinking, feeling, and why she's doing it. And sometimes she'll just look at the camera like she'll get like a girl half her age to blush or something and giggle when nobody in the room wants the girl to blush or giggle. And she'll just look at the camera and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then right back to it. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. She's not a good person. And yet I'm with her every step of the way. It's two seasons. They wanted to get it for a season three. It's almost surely not going to happen because the ground opened up beneath the network that was funding it. 
But my God, what a fascinating fucking story. And really well told, very well acted, and uh, for me at least, unlike Downton Abbey, which I enjoyed. Hey man, I'm telling you, you can look up whatever fucking Christmas special Paul Giamatti shows up in. That's how far I got. All right? I got pretty fucking far into Downton Abbey. Farther than I ever expected. <laughs> I'll tell you that fucking much. <laughs> this is just Gosford Park, the TV show. Who would watch this? Season two. Matthew, you have to love her! She lost her sister! <laughs> Where it exceeds Downton Abbey in every way is Downton Abbey will spend a whole season, a whole season on, do you think I could take typing lessons? And that, that plot arc will take eight fucking episodes. Do you think I can take typing lessons? Maybe I can take typing lessons. <gasps> is that a typewriter? Oh my gosh, do you think I could be a typist? <gasps> I think I'm going to be a typist. Do you think anyone's going to be mad at me? Oh no, someone's mad at me for wanting to become a typist. Oh well, I guess I have to leave Downton Abbey to be a typist. Uh, uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Shakespeare wrote witches like that? Instead of just the one scene with Macbeth? Can you imagine how ineffective the witches of Macbeth would be if they showed up once every three or four fucking scenes? <laughs> how, how much effect it would lose? Like you have a bunch of naked, ranting, uh, grotesque women. I'm, I don't think witches are. I'm just saying, like most versions of Macbeth, that's how they cast them, baby. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they're just like slugging out every couple of every couple of scenes? They're like coming out from behind a bush. Cast, you cast. So, Downton Abbey had a lot of fucking problems with the pacing. The reason why I think Gentleman Jack is amazing is they'll keep introducing Downton Abbey level stakes. Like, oh, could he really marry her? But instead of drawing it out for eight fucking episodes, or ten fucking episodes, or twelve fucking episodes, they set it up, they knock it down. They're, every episode is introducing Downton Abbey like goddamn nonsense, but it's also resolving them. And you have no idea if a plot point, this is great, there's only a few shows I've ever seen that did this and did it well, and I think it needs to become more standard. You never know when someone's like, I'm pregnant, right? You know, in most shows, if a woman goes, I'm pregnant, you know exactly what's going to happen with her the whole way through. Even bullshit like This Is Us, you know what's going to happen with the pregnancy. You know what's happening, what they're telling the audience, right? With this fucking show, I'm pregnant could mean anything. They could resolve that any fucking way. I'm getting married can be resolved any fucking way. And typically, it's going to happen within an episode or two. But if it doesn't, it's great. Someone loses a leg pretty early on. Just spoiler alert. It's a very minor plot point. But what that trickles into and how far that goes and all of the plot points it starts leading into is such good writing and so much fun. Whereas Downton Abbey kind of became Grey's Anatomy, where it's like, well, we have to give everybody their scene this week. 
and then it was terrible. Like, how many times did Thomas scheme? Huh? If you've seen Downton Abbey, if Thomas had to rub his hands together every time he schemed, would he ever stop rubbing his hands together? I ask you. <laughs> Gentleman Jack, two seasons of incredible dress, incredible sets, really great acting, and really fun writing, and I'm so sorry that that show didn't make it. But now it's canceled and dead, so you can go ahead and enjoy it. Uh, the other show, just real quick, because I'm on the subject and I'm killing time. The other show uh, that I saw that I do not recommend in any way, and is very much aged, and the only really great thing that came out of it is Walter Goggins' career, is The Shield. It's a cop drama, but it's a gritty cop drama where they say the N-word a lot for no reason, because that's what gritty was back in the 2000s, I guess. Uh, but one thing that The Shield did beautifully... I watched the whole thing after going through a breakup because I was angry enough for the Shield final. <laughs> I had the extra time and I was angry enough, so I watched the whole thing on DVD. Rented it from the local library and just went to fucking town episode by episode going, that sucks. The whole way through the fucking Shield, it's a cop drama and it follows a precinct. You have no idea when they introduce a crime if the crime is going to be solved that episode, that season, or sometime in the future. Seriously. And it could be a crime. It's not like a big crime, like we found a bunch of serial killers. There's an actor I love named Jeremy Sisto, and he's on a TV show right now I can't watch because it's about a different serial killer in LA every week. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Just that premise alone. Like, Psych at least had fun with it. But this show definitely isn't. I, I, I'm sorry, what? What? A serial killer every week? No. The crimes on the shield can are like real crimes. Like there's there's a public masturbator, right? <laughs> That's real real crime, real precincts gonna get that. There's a maybe you don't maybe it doesn't make for compelling television, but that does happen. <laughs> there's a there's a public exposure masturbator. When do they catch him? Will it be that episode? Probably not. Next episode? You never know. What's going to lead to the catching of the public masturbator? You just have to watch. And then one day the crime gets solved. And I gotta tell you, from an audience standpoint, the Gentleman Jack, the S.H.I.E.L.D. version of, don't worry, we haven't forgotten about this plot point, but maybe we don't need to talk about it every single episode, like it's a typewriter on Downton Abbey. <sighs> Probably offended somebody. I'll just never, I'll just never get over the typewriter thing. Even when I was watching Game of Thrones, you know, she would be there going, Even nothing, Chancellor! And I'd be like, I know how to type. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, three fucking seasons of that, of that actress, they'd all like, Even nothing, Chancellor! You'd be like, I know how to manage an estate. I know, I know how to apply for a job in the city. Huh? You know how to do any of those things? Do you? Maybe you should spend two episodes figuring them out. <sighs> That's what I'm up to. I'm boring. Anyway, I hope that you are having a good time. And if you listen to all that, thank you very much for enjoying me. And I hope you got a TV show to watch out of it. Ah... Uh...
Me? Well, I'm listening to jazz music, I'm doing my exercises, I'm writing away, and I'm trying very hard to just have a good fall. The heat has died down. Uh, me and Mrs. Kitty are uh, hard at work doing nothing during the uh, the cold periods, just snuggling up together uh, and, and uh, listening to a lot of jazz, really relaxing. I'm so glad I made the decision to just start listening to that over over music with lyrics. It's been a really great adjustment. Uh, at first, it felt a little weird putting on jazz music because it was Christmas music, but then I realized I can just have special Christmas jazz, right? I can listen to certain kinds, because I'm mostly just listening to, like, bossa nova stuff. Like, it's just really easy listening, no lyrics, and then when a song comes on that I do know, it's fun to, it's just fun to sing along. Girl from Ibaniba came on this one band that I quite like to listen to live, and they did, like, a six-and-a-half-minute version, and it was, it was a lot of fun to sing along Again and again, the stupid lines of Girl from Ipanema. Uh, Ipanema, I guess I should pronounce it. I've always, I've always dropped the P, which, uh, you know, like right into a toilet bowl, you know? <laughs> I was doing so well until I said that. Ah. Someone's going to find me attractive one day. Is it you? On to the next piece, and here's hoping you had a great September and that next piece begins right now. Well, there's a little bit of a faulty premise is the only thing. Oh, no, no, you're not totally off base, but you're not totally on it. Well, I... I don't particularly enjoy degradation would be the issue that I have with what you're saying. I use it. It's a tool. Hmm. That's a great question. The answer is, just because I could eat ice cream all the time doesn't mean that I do. And just because I could have sushi every day doesn't mean that I will. Uh, some things are better when you experience them occasionally or you wait for them. Uh, the rewards, and there's a bit of build-up. I had a girlfriend once who told me that sex wasn't sexy, that the build-up of sex, that sexual tension is sexy, but sex, unless you're having it in real time, isn't sexy. It's not the fun part it's the anticipation. It's the build-up. It's the will-they-won't-they. They. And that's why TV shows and movies go about it as drawn out as they can. And I have to say, I think her revelation was spot on. So, if enjoying sex isn't about the actual sexual act, I mean, do you want me to indulge as soon as I can, when I can, any man? Or do you want to believe that you're going to be satisfied before the man fully engages? Because if it is number two, I like that too. Fully engaging is probably going to be a little bit difficult to explain, but I don't enjoy degradation 
I don't particularly enjoy using a riding crop or any kind of implement like that. Hell, I don't particularly love using cuffs. But I love the effect that they have on partners. And therefore, I enjoy them very much. If I know that the woman that I'm with is going to enjoy the jingle-jangle of a pair of cuffs, then I adore them. Really is that simple. Well, I guess it could be a little bit more difficult than that. But the thing about it is... <laughs> look at you trying to be all difficult and all cute just because you think you have this figured out. No, no, no. It's a tool. It's part of the tool bag. It's a suite. And you use what you have in the suite to make something happen. To make, from a dominant perspective, the submissive party react how you think they should. How you want them to. But it can't all be for your pleasure. You can't just use a woman. I love... I love to have a woman have just a little bit of trouble taking my cock down. I love that. It's fantastic. But, but, no, no. See, just because you enjoy that one aspect of it doesn't mean I want to grab a woman by her hair and shove it in and make her cry every time. Or any time, really. Do I want some difficulty? Yes, but I want it to be worked up to. I want her to have adrenaline. I want to know that she's capable. I want her to feel comfortable and really believe that she feels comfortable saying no if we go too far, if we do too much. <laughs> well, no, it's not gentlemanly or anything along those lines. It's just you have a faulty premise, and that is if someone's a dominant and they suggest to do something, that they must love it. Of course I can go the opposite. Of course I could do the opposite. All of it. I mean, I do the opposite all the time with cuffs and restraints. None. There'd be none. I do the opposite all the time with harsh words. That would be none. I have absolutely dommed a woman through praise. If you think you can't make a woman immobilized or feel two inches tall by looking her in the eyes and saying nice words, uh, you've got another thing coming. <laughs> you really think not? You really think not? Mistress. Uh-huh. Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead. Deny. Mistress. I want you. Uh-uh. I'm not acting. Mistress, I want you. I think you are so gorgeous and so beautiful. I want you. And I want to pin you down. And I want to take you up. And I want to hold you close. After you satisfy every part of me. You are so gorgeous. You are. Every part of you is so goddamn good looking up and down. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm doing with my eyes. I think you look amazing. Are you going to deny me? I don't think so. You are my radiant creature. 
You are the most gorgeous mistress, and I am so lucky that I get to try and turn you on as much as you turn me on. Mm -mm. <laughs> and why would I stop, my mistress? You kept bringing this to my door. Should I not try and walk through it? Hmm? Mm -mm. I want to cross your threshold. I want to enter it. <laughs> I want to worship in the glory of your sanctum. Mm. Ooh, too flowery of language for you? Well, here's what I think, my beautiful mistress. I think you love the silver tongue and the lavish praise. You just don't know what to do with it. So feel free to throw all your little snipes up. But I think you're gorgeous. I think you smell fantastic. I love the smell of your pussy, my beautiful mistress. And when I think you're getting wet, when I think you're getting aroused, I love little more than how you taste. <laughs> I want to stick my tongue through your panties right now and feel, feel just how warm and wet you are for me. I think you might taste better than ever if I push right in. If I push right in. Hmm. <laughs> Why am I laughing? I'm laughing because you're trying not to be aroused. I'm laughing because you're trying to play it off. I'm laughing because my beautiful mistress is starting to feel just a little bit smaller, aren't you? Mm -mm. I don't need to be aggressive. I don't need to demand anything. I don't need any tool at all. I want to make you feel beautiful. I want to hold you down. I want to pose you. I want to show you how strong you can be. You are so, so capable. So, so goddamn substantial. More powerful than you know. And I can give you every single part of me. <laughs> if you can take it, can you take it? Can you take it? That's the question. You're not going to answer for me. I don't need you to. <laughs> Why don't you just close your eyes and take a nice deep breath from me? No. Nothing's going to happen. No cuffs are going on. No blindfold. No shift in tone or tempo. Just easy and worship and follow my voice. Just do what I say. And if you do that, I think you'll feel very good indeed. <laughs> I laugh a lot as my cock starts to get hard because it feels good. Because you make it feel good. Because you make it feel very, 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 very good. 
My beautiful mistress makes my cock not just hard, not just throb, but hum. It's humming for you right now because I want to push into you. Will you give me your elegant wrist? <laughs> Don't deny the wording. Let me worship you. Let me show you that you deserve to be my muse. You know, I could call you mistress and spread your thighs and lick that pussy. That would be very expected. But I am dominating you right now. Gentle, easy, light tone. I am still coming into your space. I am still coming into your mind. I am still coming into your sexual fantasies. And soon I will be coming inside you. Mm -hmm. Multiple goddamn times. Oh, I do predict. <laughs> You can feel as in control as you need to. You don't need to act like a brat. You don't need to try and tap the brakes or the gas or anything else. Just lay back. Let me have you. Let me show you how easily you move. Let me show you how easily those joints bend when you're no longer putting up resistance. When is the last time you let a man get this close in this way? Hmm? Hmm? Uh-uh. Look at how I'm playing with you. Oh, and your beautiful body. Your gorgeous form. Look at how I'm easily lifting up your knees from underneath. How I'm stroking your thighs. How I'm making the whole of you take it. I'm making you take my touch. I'm making you take my praise. I was sitting all the way over there. And look at how close I am now. Hmm? Hmm? Eyes closed. But why did you do it? Hmm? Why'd you do it, my beautiful mistress? I didn't force you. I didn't threaten you. There's no or else. You can push back as hard as you want. I still want to worship you. I still want to show you. Here, how easy this is. Won't you lie down for me? Won't you lie down right there, right on the floor? Come on. Let me guide you. Your hands and mine, you're so light and easy for me to drag around. I don't care how heavy you think you are. This is nothing to me. Get right there. Get Right there. Uh-huh. Hmm. What a beautiful thing you are. You are. You're a gorgeous creature for me, but you're such an amazing little sex toy as well. Do you like being a sex toy, my beautiful mistress? Do you like being chased after like a goddess and then fucked like a hole in the ground? Do you? Because I enjoy it quite a large amount about you. Hmm. Did you know? I have never quite enjoyed seducing a woman quite like you. Mm -mm. You ask for so much from me, and all I have to do 
is give you exactly what you want. <laughs> what an easy exchange. Oh, but see, lying down with your knees spread and your ass up like that, mm, it makes it so easy to grope you. Your ass cheeks can slide up and down your thighs. I can play with your sweet little pussy. I can even fondle your breasts pretty easily. But look instead how I grab your ears. Mm-mm. Grab those earlobes and rub those ridges. Uh-huh. Just little touches, but they're making you feel so good, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm. Down your neck. Ooh, look at all of your lines. Your beautiful lines from your shoulders all tense right now to your hips just wiggling for that fun. Mm. My beautiful, beautiful mistress. Oh, how lucky I am that you let me pull your panties aside. Look at you. You are so wet for me. Oh, my. What turned you on so much? Who could say? Mm. It's such a shame I need to start degrading you now, isn't it? Calling you all sorts of obscene names just to teach you a lesson? Isn't that where this was going the whole time? No, it's not, because look at how hard you make this dick as I tap it against your cheeks. Mm, 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 mm. I don't need to call it a weapon. I don't need to call it a threat. I don't need to use anything like that. My mistress, please, 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 let me put my dick inside you. Oh, uh, won't you? Because until you say I can, until you say I can, I don't think I can. Oh, it's such a shame your mouth is so far away and so muffled with desire. I can't make out what you're saying at all as I rub your cheeks, as I grip them with my hands, your sweet, beautiful ass, and tap, tap, mm, tap, my dick against you. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, no, no. I don't want you to beg. No, I'm begging you. No, no. I just need you to give me permission. Please. Please, my gorgeous goddess. Please, can I push it inside you? Please don't make me wait any further. Huh? What do you say, hmm? What if I bring my mouth right next to your ear? What if I put my palms right next to your shoulders? What if I start fucking you? Hmm, how lucky would I be, my beautiful mistress, hmm? How lucky would any man be to be inside this... Pussy. Oh, how perfect it is. After making me wait. Oh. Oh, you can be so cruel. You can be so powerful. Oh, thank you, mistress. 
I am so very lucky to be inside you. <laughs> Aren't I? Say it. Say it. Ah, uh, you're right. See, that was too aggressive. Ah, uh, my beautiful mistress, always wise. But what can I say? Something about fucking you. <laughs> uh, brings up the animal me. Mm. 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 I don't need to dominate you that way. Just any way you'll let me. Just as long as you'll let me push you and pull you and stab into you so that you grip me and you turn everything that's hard and hot and angry in me into nothing. Just lie there and take it. Just take what I have to offer you. Your panties are still covering the front of that pussy. So get that clit against the ground so you can feel the fucking friction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. faster than this. Hold that. Hold that beautiful pussy there, my mistress. Hold it there. creature, do you know how lucky I am for you? Do you know how lucky I am for you? God damn it, yes. God damn it, yes. God damn it, yes. God damn it, yes. Oh. 
I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to do any of it. You understand? If you're attracted to me, if you'll listen to my input, I can get any output from you that I want. It's mutual, though. I can't do it alone. It is teamwork. But if you give me you, I can take... I can take the rest of you, no problem. You just have to give me enough. So, hmm, do you want me to treat you all sweet and soft from here? Because really what I want to do, since I'm still on top of you, is grab your hair in my right hand and pull it back and give you a nice, toothy kiss. <laughs> <laughs> 